This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening in, as always, today on Green Living Ideas, Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly. And I have with me today a gentleman named Mitch Mitchell, who is the Senior Vice President of Charleston Gaslight. Mitch, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having us. Well, we're going to be talking today about green building and specifically green lighting. And, uh, you know, you guys came across our radar screen some time ago as being sort of a unique uh, vendor of products that are very fashionable, that um, I know you're, you're inspired by the designs of the South and you have outdoor lighting equipment, but you also happen to be a company that's very involved in, in uh, green, both in terms of your products and the way you run the company. So we wanted to have you on to talk a little bit about that today. Well, great. We well, appreciate that. Yeah. Well, why don't you just tell us the story of Charleston Gaslight? Charleston Gaslight is a, uh, sort of an interesting story. It's a very niche market product that uh, is a copper light. Uh, we do gas and electric, and uh, people use them interchangeably on the same house so that they can have the, the same body styles but have the opportunity to have an open flame gas. The, uh, it's the, the aesthetics of that and the beauty of it. And it just says, you know, come in and see us. And then also have the bodies uh, where you can put in the, the bulbs and maybe on a dimmer switch, and it kind of glows like gas but it uh, gives you the same look on the house. But the cool thing about it is that it, it is copper. It doesn't rust. It doesn't rot. It doesn't deteriorate. And, and so uh, Deborah McKinley, who's the president and owner of the company, just uh, found that she, on her own home and in her personal situation, had uh, gotten rid of about uh, two or three different sets of lights over about five years because she lived in a coastal area of South Carolina next to Charleston. And uh, the, the weather was just deteriorating the lights, and uh, she was trying to find a better lighting, lighting source. So she recognized that uh, there were lights in Charleston that had been standing for, you know, 50, 75, 100 years and uh, built out of copper, and see that maybe that was a better idea. So it got started that way. Yeah, okay. Well, interesting. And it's certainly the, one of the greenest things you can do is have something that lasts for forever, right? Exactly. Uh, so, but then one of the things that comes up, obviously, with that, a uh, consideration with that is the, you know, the, the uh, sort of the ebb and flow of fashion in this world and, and styles and things like that. So I imagine that in designing these, you have to kind of, you know, use perennially classic styles. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, one of the mottos that we have of our company is uh, it's called, we say we're inspired by history and green by design. The, many of the styles that we, uh, we use and we produce and, and manufacture were on the streets of, of Charleston, Boston, St. Louis in 1850 and 1860. Uh, matter of fact, the, uh, our company, Charleston Gaslight, the, was originated in 1846 by uh, the company who put the first gaslights in Charleston, and that was its name. And it went through many, uh, I guess, migrations of, of changes over the over 100 and some odd years, uh, 50 years, and it became the uh, South Carolina Electric and Gas Company. And when we, we uh, Deborah decided to uh, put this idea together and create a company, 
chose the name not really thinking about it and then found out later that that was the original name of the of the company that was who brought gaslights into into Charleston in 1846. Uh, okay. Okay, so it's truly a uh, historic uh, origins there. Right. Yeah. The, and that, that's been part of it. It's the sort of a continuation of, of what was begun many, many years ago, but bring it into the, uh, the, the 21st century and using uh, some new technologies uh, in order to have the same you know, beautiful look and uh, the idea of, of gas flames and that sort of thing, as well as using uh, some you know, uh, energy-efficient uh, programs to make them better. Okay. And, so, and to that, actually, I'm curious. So I understand that these basically come in either you know, driven by either gas or electric? That's correct. We uh, we use propane gas or natural gas. Depends on uh, what that locale has to offer, and the, the customer lets us know uh, what type of gases uh, they're using. But then we also use in the same body, uh, we use uh, electrical. Uh, so it might be a, like a candelabra-style bulb or uh, a standard bulb, or even in a street light, it uh, may use a, you know, a, a sodium-style bulb. Okay, and so I imagine also building code must have something to do with that, too. Are there areas of the country where, where the, uh, the, the gas-based ones are the restricted in terms of location of use? Well, uh, interestingly, the, uh, there are restrictions as far as uh, installation. Uh, the uh, National Building Code says that a, a fixture has to be certified and safety certified, and uh, that's one of the things that we've done as uh, we've developed uh, the company, and Deborah uh, decided to you know, even go into the manufacturing side of it, is to have them safety certified for uh, installation anywhere in the country, in Canada, and we um, sell to the to the Caribbean. But because of it, it's a it's safety certified for interior and exterior use for gas and electric. Okay, well, I know that that surprises me. That's great. Um, and so, and then on the, uh, I guess, the Energy Star must come across your radar screen quite a bit. Uh, that must be tied into with what you guys are doing on the exactly, electric side, especially with uh, we're we're very uh, heavily into the uh, the green initiative and how we can. Uh, Make our product to be a just a wonderful piece and product for the for the future. So we have uh, set up a distribution program with General Electric and their CFLs, which is a compact fluorescent lighting uh, programs, which uses very very low uh, energy wattage, but puts out the um, the brightness of an incandescent bulb that might be 75 or 100 watt or more. Okay. So does Energy Star give, well, I guess then because you're using that bulb that you get the Energy Star rating, but, but yours does work with the, the complex fluorescence, so. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, we use are using the small base uh, fixtures and the medium base fixtures, which is uh, a standard type of uh, bulb base. And as the you know, one of the green initiatives of, uh, around the country, around the world, is you know swap out an incandescent bulb and put in a CFL so that you can uh, lower the energy use and uh, and keep the same kind of uh, brightness. So we have those type of uh, fittings that go in the same lantern. Okay, yeah, great. And then that's certainly a good low-hanging fruit way for people to significantly reduce their uh, uh, electric bills and uh, energy consumption in general. Um, I'm also uh, I'm curious about, uh, well, I think you, I don't know if you mentioned this before, but I believe that you mentioned, uh, obviously we're talking about the, the, dura the durability of copper, but also I believe that, if I'm not mistaken, the copper that uh, Charleston Gaslight is using in its lanterns is coming from reclaimed sources, and you're actually collecting and recycling that. Is that correct? That's, that's uh, the, the really, I guess, great thing about this product is that, in a, uh, if it's a steel product or, or you know, an aluminum, the uh, steel tends to rust. It'll it'll 
you know, break down, it finally, you know, deteriorates and goes away. Copper is a, it's this unique uh, material. It once it's, uh, you know, they, they mine it and they bring it out and they create this sheet copper, then it can be used over and over and over again. That same penny can be melted down that you have in your pocket. It's the same material that we use in our, in the bodies of our lights. It's what they call, uh, what I call architectural gray copper, just like they use for a copper roof and a copper gutter that's been on a house or a building for a hundred years. Our bodies uh, for the lights are, are built out of the same material. Uh, it's uh, 70 to 80 percent of that sheet copper has come from salvage. They have melted it back down, maybe added some some new raw material to it, and created uh, the 10 uh, foot lengths of, of copper that come into our uh, factory. And then we cut it down, and uh, and then whatever's left over, any scrap, we're virtually a zero waste um, uh, manufacturing facility. We take that back to the scrapyard. We'll sell it back to them. You know, Helps offset some of the cost, and then they'll turn it back to the uh, to the melter or smelter, and it'll be manufactured again into a, n- a new piece of copper. That's great. So, in terms of the sort of cradle to cradle life cycle with copper, is there enough supply and availability for you guys to be able to manufacture 100% based on that? Is there enough availability of reclaimed uh, um, scrap copper? Well, uh, I was. Uh, if you go to copper.org and also go to Wikipedia, they have some very interesting uh, statistics about copper and how copper has been used since the time of the of the uh, the pyramids and the Egyptians, and and it's uh, been recycled, you know, many many thousands of times. So uh, they'll you know, they take the uh, recyclable aspects of it, may have to add some extra to it to to uh, create some some new pieces. And uh, even our lights, you could use them 50, 60, 100 years, and if they decide they don't want them anymore, take them off the wall, take the glass out, recycle the glass, take maybe the brass burner that uses for our, our gas light, melt that back down, and take the, the copper body and put it back in, melt it down, you have no waste that goes to the scrapyard or back to the, uh, to the trash pile, and it becomes a brand new item somewhere. Yeah. Way down the road. That's great. Well, and I, so have you seen, and I don't know if you know, you know, all over the country, but in your area, is it very visible, you know, where there's, you know, reclamation centers for, for things, including copper? Because I know for things like, you know, tech and batteries, and we've got certain, obviously, you know, we've had, you know, paper and glass and cans for, for some time now, but but are you seeing, uh, you know, sort of uh, centers, deposit centers yes, for we, copper? Yes, um, uh, we're in a, in a smaller area. We're in Charleston, South Carolina, which is not a, a large metropolitan area, but we do have uh, reclamation areas. We have, you know, salvage scrap yards where metals are taken in and separated and, um, and then, um, you know, there we we can take it down down to the scrapyard and sell it. They give us uh, three dollars a pound, and we're able to offset our our ten dollar. The copper has become very expensive because of, as a commodity over the last year or two. But uh, we're able to to take it back, and uh, and it goes in uh, a recycle. Okay, good. Now I'm I'm curious too. Just switching topics for a second. I, I understand that in addition to uh, the other things we've talked about, that Charleston Gaslight is involved with International Dark Sky. Can you tell us about that? International Dark Sky uh, was originated several years ago with the the concept of trying to limit light pollution. And we know uh, a few years back where the, they were trying to cut back on the number of billboards along the interstate highways because it was you know didn't look as good. But because of all of those lights that are shining into the sky, it became to where the uh, you couldn't see the uh, the stars as well. And uh, major metropolitan areas, if you come into it, all of a sudden you see this glow. So International Dark Sky was formed to try to 
cut down on the amount of uh, light that's being projected into the sky. They call it light pollution. And uh, so one of the things that we do is uh, build our lights um, with uh, different styles with tops that are solid tops. Therefore, the light uh, cannot project uh, skyward, but will project out or downward. And then with our uh, being uh, in Charleston area, we have several islands that are uh, sort of on the coast next to us uh, that they're very sensitive about the sea turtles. And uh, light pollution, um, you know, is one of the things that they try to protect the turtle against. So they will not let you put a uh, an incandescent bulb or a bright light that's pointing out to the ocean because it serves as like a beacon, like the turtle may uh, be looking at the moon or the star, and that's how it's um, you know, navigating its way to to land, to set to, to nest, and to lay eggs. Mm-hmm. So uh, with our lights, we try to set them up so that you can put them in those areas. Or and our gas lights, especially, do not project out. They do not. It's not a static uh, bright light, but it's a soft glow. Yeah, and interesting. I didn't. I hadn't heard about the sea turtles. And you know, certainly, I mean, I, I do uh, some real amateur uh, astronomy, and you know, like to go, especially uh, in, in the summer, we, we will tend to go up to Lake Tahoe, which isn't too far from where we live, and uh, go. And it's amazing when we go up there. You just, you know, you get this appreciation for the for what dark sky is all about, and and how how light polluted our skies are, and you know, and, and not just for people that are necessarily you know, um, you know, budding or amateur astronomers, or just people who just like to stargaze. Um, you know the difference when you get to a dark sky is, is marked. So um, I feel I feel sorry for those poor folks in Las Vegas. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they're ever looking up at the sky there, except when they lose and they look skyward as they lose their fortunes at the casino. Maybe that, that's true. <laughs> well, uh, interesting in the Charleston area about. Two years ago, they uh, finished the construction of, on a uh, very uh, brand new bridge. It's one of the largest span bridges in the um, in the country of the world, and it has uh, these lights that are shining up and down the uh, the guy wires that are you know to the towers. But uh, what they do is that late in the evening, maybe ten or eleven o'clock, uh, different part, times of the year, they'll cut off those lights that are shining skyward uh, because it is you know the light pollution. They're afraid that it uh, as a the the turtles and coming this way. So um, when you're 10 or 20 miles away from town, you see the the, the top of the towers that are 500 feet uh, tall, but then when you turn the lights off, it goes dark. Yeah. So I am curious now, you know, form and function are supposed to go together always. And so one of the things I think I'm always intrigued by products such as Charleston Gaslights that are offering, um, you know, the style as well as the, you know, the energy economy. And um, so I'm, I'm just curious about if for somebody who's out there that's interested in, in getting, um, you know, your products, uh, where would they go? How do you, you know, is it through a dealer, distributor, direct? What we do is that uh, we have uh, designed our uh, sales model, sales marketing program, so that uh, you will see us maybe in a national magazine, Coastal Living, Southern Living, one of the uh, the, the national uh, organs, you might say, and or you go to the Internet and type in Gaslight, and uh, it'll take you to... Uh, to the web, and, and you'll see Charleston Gaslight. Click onto that and to the link, and it'll take you to our website. Uh, we find that if we can work with the, the individual and help them sort of through the process, because there's a little sort of confusion the first time around is that what's involved, how, how to do it, what's involved with the installation, and, the, and then the uh, everything that we do is a really a quit a custom light. It's all built, uh, hand-built for that particular person, for that particular order. It may be a, a style that's, that's um, typical in our catalog, or they may say, well, I would like to have a different option. Uh, maybe it's a, a special 
uh, curve or curl or top on it, and then we're able to customize it. So what we do is we'll say, please you know, call our showroom, talk to our sales design team, and they'll help you walk through it. And if, if you say that, well, you know, I like um, the Drayton size on light, well, you may find that that's really not it's too big or it's too small or, or it may be too tall for the area you want to be in. So people send us, they, they'll send us their, their house plans or a picture of the home and we'll walk them through it and make sure they get the right product and then handcraft it and build it and send it directly to them. Great. I'm, I'm curious too, I, you know, just in hearing the story and reading a little bit about the story of your company, I was just fascinated by how far you guys have come. I guess I understand it started as sort of a mom and pop operation about a little over four years ago, basically an internet marketing. Yes, yes. Uh, Deborah today. McKinley is the president of the firm, and uh, she was, uh, as I say, trying to uh, replace lights on, on her home, and it was uh, you know, uh, in a salt air environment, one of the islands close to the to Charleston, and had uh, replaced two or three different sets of lights. And, and so when she recognized the idea, well, let me put a copper light up because it's not going to deteriorate uh, like the other ones were. She tried the aluminum that they're painted, but they tend to, you know, pit and peel. And the, the, uh, the metal one, you know, metal ones, they were rusting out. So try the copper. It just, the natural copper will just turn and patina into a dark, uh, you know, a dark look. And, and it just looks great and stands there for a long time. So she located a, a small uh, manufacturer who was still doing a copper light after many, many years and, um, and put them on the house and said, you know what, this would be a really, really cool thing to give other people the opportunity opportunity to have too. And uh, so started a business, an internet business in, in the uh, you know, upstairs bedroom of the house and, and then said, well, let's take it national. So began advertising in, a, in a, you know, different magazines and then people would, uh, would call her up and say, we're coming to Charleston. It's a Charleston, the, a beautiful destination location. We're coming to Charleston. We'd like to see your showroom. Uh, and she said, well, we don't have a showroom, but, you know, we'd be glad to, you know, help you. And, or they'd be driving up and down the, um, the, the street looking for a showroom because the, the address was on, on a catalog and on the website. And she said, well, you know, this is, you know, where we are. I've got some on my house. I'll, I'll tell you about it. Uh, and then we just uh, decided that uh, so many people were asking for it and coming into Charleston that uh, elected to open up and, and create a showroom in the historic district of Charleston uh, on Historic Meeting Street, you know, selling historic traditional style lighting. Great. Oh, good. Well, it must have been quite quite a quite a bit of growth. It's always interesting to hear a story, you know, a story like that where you start and sort of literally out of your out of your house and then grow into a nationally recognized company. It's it's been a very interesting thing because I think it's the probably the uniqueness of the uh, of the product itself. Uh, people love the look of them. They're uh, sort of bigger. They're oversized uh, bodied lights, and then when they see them on the house, they say, "This is really great." And they see a gas light burning, and they say, "I would love to have something like this," but couldn't find it and didn't uh, did not know where to look for it. So uh, Deborah says, "Well, let's take it and let's put it into the national marketplace, and we'll create a means for which people can begin seeing." It. And over about over four and a half years, it has gone from really an unknown uh, concept to where it's become more mainstream. Architects and builders and designers are saying this is you know great, and uh, and you know people are becoming knowledgeable. And we've done a lot of advertising and marketing to to do it. Uh, Coastal Living Magazine uh, chose us about four years ago to uh, go on their idea design houses, which is something that you know, many, many people enjoy reading about and seeing new ideas uh, and how they uh, can put them on their homes. So uh, we've just finished their 
their 10th anniversary house in Outer Banks of North Carolina. And we've done uh, Southern Living Magazine, uh, did their idea house, HDTV uh, Dream House in Tyler, Texas. So we've had an opportunity to uh, be you know, invited to do, uh, into a lot of different uh, venues to uh, put our lights in, and, and people have enjoyed seeing them. Well, my guest today has been Mitch Mitchell. He's the Senior Vice President for Charleston Gaslight Company. And Mitch, it's been a pleasure having you on the program. I should mention before um, I, I sign us off here, too, that your website is located at www.charlestongaslight.com. Mitch, thanks again for being with us. Thank you very much. Thanks, as always, to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.